Welcome, friends and fans, to another week of the sick podcast with Kelly Singh. That's me. I'm Kelly Singh, and this is the sickest Arizona Cardinals podcast out there. Thanks to you who have been sending us feedback every week, tuning in every week, and sharing the highs and lows of being a Cardinals fan. Let's talk about week three right now. Turn up your volume. Because you're about to listen to The Sick Podcast with Kelly Singh. The sickest Arizona Cardinals podcast. It's gonna be sick. Sick, sick, sick. I'm gonna be sick. <laughs> uh, never gets old. Um, yeah, week three, the Cardinals have now fallen to one and two. Not so great. Odds do not look good for the playoffs. What do you do, right? You have a quarterback who is throwing a massive amount of yards and no touchdown. How does that happen? So let's just rewind a second. The Cardinals quarterback, who we all know and love, most of us love. I like him a lot. I think he's great. I think he's very talented. Cardinals quarterback Kyler Murray threw for 314 yards with 45% of the passes going to Marquise Brown. That's 17 targets to Brown, and he made 14 of 17 catches. So let's talk about the attempts. Kyler Murray threw more than twice the amount of passes than Stafford. So we have 58 passing attempts from Kyler Murray, and 25 from Matthew Stafford. They only gained half as many yards per catch. So those 58 attempts were only gaining 5.4 or something yards per attempt, where as Matthew Stafford on his 25 attempts managed 10 yards per attempt. It's just not even close, even though all of this effort went into it, not a touchdown was scored. And obviously games are won and lost by field goals, but not when the other team is scoring. You have to score a touchdown to win a game. It was really frustrating to watch them march down the field. Um, I mean, there were a lot of exciting things happening, but it all fell flat at the end of the day, right? Um, There was a really great quote by Cliff Kingsbury, and I know my amazing team has a graphic for you, but basically KK says this, it's all of us, coaches, players, play calling. I don't know if we're trying too hard to call the perfect play and do too much, but it's been one thing after another, and we've got to get it figured out. Yeah, yeah, 
<laughs> you got to get it figured out. One thing I noticed as just even just a casual fan watching the game, it, it becomes anxiety. I don't know what I'm trying to say there. It just it gives me anxiety to watch the play clock run down. It just ticks, 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 ticks. And then eventually Kyler ends up calling a timeout usually. And it's as if he's waiting for the play and we're not getting the play from the sideline. And I see that happen time after time after time. And then when you get other insight on what's happening in the passing game, you're wondering if Cliff Kingsbury and the coaches are falling back on old habits when they don't know what else to do. So one of my Twitter um, friends, Andrew, um, Andrew Nordmeyer, he sent over these graphics. My team also threw together for me. This is a side-by-side of DeAndre Hopkins in 2020 um, and Marquise Brown two years later in 2022. I mean, it's virtually the exact same graphic that we're looking at here. It's the same. (laughs) It's the same amount of receptions the same amount of yards, give or take 10 or 11 there, the same routes within two years. Two different players, same exact routes. Tell me that's not predictable. (laughs) That is predictable. It's uh, Andrew says on Twitter, it's a poorly kept secret that Cliff uses his wide receiver one on the left and runs all of his routes this way. So yeah, it's becoming a pattern when you find that your star wide receiver is consistently on the left side of the field. There's no variation. Even those few that went out to the right, it's the same play. So maybe, just maybe, Cliff, that you add some new freshness to the playbook. I'm not a coach. I know it must be the most difficult job in the world. Well, that's probably a huge um, dramatic statement. It's a very difficult job to be an NFL coach. No doubt about it. I wouldn't want that job. I mean, maybe I could be like some sort of advisor. But certainly not a coach. So don't come at me telling me how difficult it is. I get it. It's hard. But when you are a casual fan, you're watching that clock run down, run down, run down. You see the frustration on Kyler Murray's face, not knowing what the play is. And you see the same play happening over and over and over again. You start to wonder. And I'm not the only one who's wondering because in the press room after the game, that question actually came up, uh, the question of stale plays. If something isn't working, why aren't you changing it? And specifically, Cliff was asked why he has uh, five foot four wide receivers blocking (laughs) 
against a foot taller defensive lineman and out, you know, twice as heavy. It's not working. And Cliff's response was, so I asked them to stop blocking. No, silly. That's not what he was saying. He wasn't saying stop blocking. He was saying maybe try something different, something new, something that might work because clearly that is not working. That's not that receiver's job, his job at that size. And there's nothing wrong with being that size. Those guys are there to cut through speedily and catch the ball. There's, it's going to be really difficult for uh, that kind of a mismatch. So I agree with the reporter. It had to be said, something new has to be done. We can't just keep having these stale plays. I will say this, the O-line did hold. There was very few times, I believe I read there were seven total times where Kyler was under pressure. That's pretty great. That is a really good O-line. I'm not I'm not going to lie. But there's more to a game than, you know, protecting the quarterback. That's just one small part. And we all know that. I, I am not here trying to be the offensive coordinator. Just as a fan watching the game, seeing it on repeat gets you really, you know, grumpy I guess and frustrated it's it's exhausting in fact uh let's we're gonna go ahead and we're gonna hear that clip because it was such a good question it sent twitter all a buzz about oh my gosh I'm glad somebody finally said it receivers you've got left are small but they block a lot screen plays and that have you thought about changing up the scheme and ditch some of that stuff to just maximize what they do well um, so don't ask him to block. Don't call screen plays if you got a five foot four wide receiver standing out there trying to block a safety. Yeah, I mean he should have outside released that, so I, I got it. But yeah, we're gonna um continue just ask him to do their job. Yeah. Have you considered asking them to do different jobs? Yeah, I mean we ask him to run routes and block. Yes, sir. Well thank you. And the reaction from Cliff Kingsbury was annoyance. But when you look at that graph that I showed you, those two route patterns side by side that are identical, when you see the passes unable or the plays unable to unfold, it's because they're stale. It's because they're on to us and we have to do something. Cliff said it just right. He said, we've got to figure it out. Yes, we have got to figure it out. Whether it's play calling, whether it's trying to be perfect, I don't know. I don't exactly know exactly what that means. I don't exactly know what that means. Perfect play calling, doing too much, one thing after another. Yeah, we feel you, Cliff. We are all Cliff on Monday morning (laughs) when we woke up. Um, And here we are on Tuesday in week four. Here we are. We're in week four. And the Cardinals will be playing the Panthers. The Panthers are also one and two. So maybe, just maybe, we can pull off another win and pull two and two. Because honestly, I don't know how the Cardinals could possibly afford to go 
one and three at this point. Um, so when we look at what's ahead, what does DraftKings say, for instance, they're saying that go with the Cardinals with the points against the Panthers. So uh, money line will be your best bet there if you like to bet on the outcome of the game in total. Um, the Arizona money line, it says, might be the better play because the line is close. This game has high shootout potential, and I wouldn't trust the Panthers to keep the Cardinals in keep up with the Cardinals in that type of contest. So take Arizona here. That is the quote from DraftKings. Bookies.com also agrees. Cardinals on the money line versus the Panthers. And um, sports betting dime actually thinks that the Panthers will beat the Cardinals. I think that is the only one. Uh, pro Pro Football Network says Cardinals over Panthers again. So it feels like Moneyline is going to be your best bet if you're going to take um, that. If you want to talk about the spread, CBS Sports is saying that both the Cardinals and the Panthers have struggled against the spread. So um, a lot of these betting sites, if not all of these betting sites, are saying just go for the money line. Um, Arizona is one in four against the spread in their last five games, and the Panthers are 0 oh and four against the spread. So neither of them are able to cover in a typical scenario. And because they're playing each other, money line will be the way to go. I hope that helps you in your sports betting. If you want specific DFS advice, I think I may be doing a single game contest on this just for fun. Because let me tell you, last night, Monday Night Football, uncardinals related, but sports betting related, I did a single game DFS contest and was in the thousands, well into the fourth quarter. And I'm sitting there like, oh my gosh, am I about to win thousands of dollars right now? Um, but DFS is heartbreaking. <laughs> And there were um, a set of lineups, or roughly 40 lineups. So these are people probably using multiple entry optimizers. And um, they all had the same card with the kicker, Gano, as the um, captain of the team, giving him multiple points on multiple. A really smart move, but also very ballsy because – Putting the kicker in your captain spot is not a typical move. However, I made a similar move. I put the Cowboys in my captain spot, which helped to propel. And the differentiator, which is really important when you play DFS, is um, I had the rookie tight end Bellinger. And only like 0.5% of entries had Bellinger. is actually me and one other guy um, that had the same exact lineup. But it was it was exciting for half a second. So you know what? Let's do that. I'm gonna do the Cardinals versus Panthers a single game DFS 
card and see what happens. Because as much as I love DFS across all the games, wow, a single game is super exciting and it would give us something else to talk about. So be sure to follow on Twitter at Kelly and Phoenix to see to and where I land. And then also make sure you're following us at Sick Pod Kelly to stay up to date with the Sick Podcast, Arizona's Sickest Cardinals podcast, because we are posting twice a week now new content, new fresh videos. My guest this week on Thursday is Donnie Druin. Donnie is the publisher for Fan Nation's Arizona Cardinals content. So he covers the Cardinals for Fan Nation and also um, there at um, – sportsillustrated.com. So si.com, I should say. Sorry. So we'll get to talk to Donnie about his work for Fan Nation covering the Cardinals. What are his thoughts? What does he see in the um, coming games, upcoming games? Because these beat reporters get a chance to talk to players and coaches on the regular. So I'm really interested in hearing what he has to say. So be sure to tune in on Thursday to hear my interview with Fan Nation's Donnie Druin talking all about the Cardinals and what we can expect as we move forward. I know today was kind of a short episode. I am not feeling the greatest today, but I promise you that I will be back at it. My normal, energetic self not stumbling on my words as much as I did today and um, we'll get right in there and have our cheering pants on. Is that a thing? Cheering pants? (laughs) I think so. All right. Again, be sure to let me know what you like, what you don't like, what you want to see, and we'll do our best to make each show better than the last. Thanks so much for tuning in. See you on Thursday. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the Sick Podcast with Kelly Singh on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts.